Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. I'm your host, author, coach, and healer, Andy Grant. Please visit theandygrant.com to learn more about me. Real Men Feel encourages men to experience and express all of their emotions. We have the conversations that most men aren't having, but that all men can benefit from. As we are still in the early days of the new year of 2023, ideally, there's a lot of introspection, planning, hope, and possibilities to make this year your greatest year yet. Today's guest is Dr. Morgan Oaks, a transformational speaker, chiropractor, and high-performance coach whose focus is on men elevating their greatness. His tools include NLP, shamanic healing, and energy work. He believes in listening to our intuition to take inspired action. Dr. Morgan blends ancient wisdom with the tools of modern transformation to bring synergy to healing and personal growth. Welcome to Room and Feel, Morgan. Dude, awesome to be here, and uh, yeah, grateful to be on the show at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, you do lots of different things. Well, they're not, they're not all that different, actually. Coaching and speaking and, and chiropractic care and healing. One theme I see in all of that is service. Is yeah. that something that's always been important to you? Not always. You know, I originally started off as a mechanical engineer and just got into it because I was good at math and science. And I love dirt bikes and racing snowmobiles. And and then a few years in, I realized like I really I loved my chiropractor. I was getting a lot of great results. I didn't want to be stuck in a cubicle for the rest of my life doing engineering. And so that's what got me into chiropractic. Um, it wasn't until a few years in that I really realized how attached I was to helping people. Mm. You know, and there's, you think about like, if a dentist didn't tell you about the toothbrush, what a huge disservice, right? And what I started seeing was, there's just so many other ways to like be of service to people to really like, teach them how to fish as opposed to giving them the fish, you know, all the the metaphors and analogies there. And so I didn't, I don't think I really stepped into being like service focused, or even being a healer, until a few years after being a, a doctor and a chiropractor. So, so you experienced the the power, the healing, the gift, and then decided, oh, I'm going to learn this and share it. Absolutely, yeah, I got into it based on that experience, and 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 I was also referring like a ton of people to my chiropractor, and and so there was a resonance with the profession, but the like you know that that question about the the aspect of service, I didn't really get that till years after I had been in, which mm -hmm. is fascinating. Yeah. So was it was it something you just you didn't know you were missing it until you experienced it? I think it was like you can be a mechanic and be a chiropractor, right? Like here's what the here's the tool, here's the mechanism, here's what I'm repairing and you can really just be it can just be another task, right? It can just be another tool that you're using and I think that piece of like offering healing and 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 being of service i don't think those are totally connected and i think that's where we get you know doctors that don't have good you know bedside manner or doctors that really just come across as jerks or you know doctors that are doing the piece that benefits their business but doesn't totally benefit the patient you know and so i started seeing all these different versions of where you know, maybe uh, chiropractors that were resistant to referring to medical doctors based on this, um, you know, this artificial boundary that was drawn versus like what's best for the patient. But then I also really saw it for other professions that wouldn't refer to chiropractors based on some artificial boundary, not what's best for the patient or what the research says. And so, you know, and to be honest, there was a there was a ceremony. I was in this 
uh, healing ceremony. And I remember just starting to like weep and I cried for quite a long time, just thinking, you know, how do I help heal the world? Right. And, and the next day I was like, wow, that's not a question I ever really cared about. Like I never really cared about healing the world. And it, there were just these subtle shifts of like, wow, how can I make this be about the patient? How can I, you know, do the other pieces that are necessary. And that's how the the practice expanded because, oh, well, if I can add in physical therapy to chiropractic, the results are better. If I can add in nutrition, if I can bring in neuro-linguistic programming so the mindset shifts and actually believes that they can be well. And that's how all these other layers of coaching and speaking and NLP and shamanic work and energy work added it was like that next level that was right in front of me of how i could be of service that resonated with me there's a lot of stuff i refer out for but Mm -hmm. those were the ones that just like how could i not do this you know because in in my own experience with chiropractors yeah i've i've met plenty of that are you know just mechanical Uh just move this do that and you'll feel better and and another group that are really spiritual and so is that is that more the individual as opposed to the training it's certainly the individual, you know, and, and with that, there's hundreds of chiropractic techniques. And, and in school, what I noticed was people would be like technique, a it's the best. And it was almost like supporting your best, your favorite football team and everybody else sucks. You know, there was that energy and I didn't have that, that, um, like my mindset wasn't focused in that way. I didn't come in knowing which team was already the best. And so I'm like, all of these work, the curiosity of me is like, why do all of them work? So I would say I was a worse chiropractor, I was a worse chiropractor during school because I wasn't hyper-focused in one area. But I think what that offered me was coming out of school, I brought in a lot more variety so that I could help a lot more people and and could look at things from, uh, a place that wasn't biased. I think I looked at things from a much more open perspective. And sometimes, you know, whether it's for coaching, healing, you know, body, mind, spirit, whatever, sometimes I'm not the best person, you know? And I think my curiosity about how do all of things work opened me up to be a little more flexible and like, how do we, how do we get you where you're wanting to go? Not where, how can I push you where I'm wanting to push you? Right. Gotcha. So, so you mentioned this healing experience and this weeping and asking questions you had never asked before. So, so what got you to to that state? What brought you to that event or experience? Well, I was going to say, who knows? But I, I would say the the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge. So, I, I got out of uh, chiropractic school in two thousand four. I didn't want to practice like other chiropractors. I wanted to do things my way. So, I started my own practice, and. After a year, you know, I had run out of loan money. Like I didn't know if I was going to make it over that first year entrepreneurial uh, hump. And, you know, these other things that happened, I had got out of a four-year relationship. So I described that like a bad country Western song, like lost my dog, lost my girl, lost my house. Um, I crashed uh, a truck at the end of that year. And then, you know, my chiropractic business, I'm pretty sure it's not going to make it. And so it was like this, like this perfect storm of all these horrible things happening. And I think what opened up for me was uh, intuition, uh, observing synchronicities. I really started meeting these people unlike I had ever met before. You know, I started getting those like, 
power of three out here about it once hear about it twice the third time i'm like oh i'm supposed to pay attention to this so i think this perfect storm of all these like difficult life situations like put a crack in my eggshell and started letting some some different type of light in that i hadn't been aware of before so was was that similar to chiropractic in that you had your experience of receiving healing or energy work and your curiosity kicked in and you want to learn you know, how to do more of that or, or receive more of that or? There were two different angles that happened on that. So partially, you know, I've got these chiropractic patients face down on the table and, you know, so I've got time and space to do what comes to me intuitively. So I'd be up behind their back, like moving energy, doing extraction work. I had never heard of this, seen it, read about it, but this intuitive other level of healing came in. The other part of it was I had at least been opened up to kind of these esoteric ideas. So I was going to Barnes and Noble and I was, you know, reading for like eight hours. I was, you know, spending like 12 hours on YouTube, just like any word I had never heard before, like diving into these rabbit holes. So the combination of those two things. And then I think the the third thing that was really beneficial, I ended up meeting just enough people that could see and feel energy they knew what I was going through. They could see what I was doing. And so I had these like friends and mentors to kind of support me with where I was at and moving forward. And that really opened it up. And probably the next thing that was a was a big mover was I started having these intuitions about traveling through Central America. And so there ended up being four specific intuitions. I eventually went on that trip. Um, and when I was on that trip, that... Um, opened up a whole other level of direction that I moved into, but it was really about following those intuitions and synchronicities that started showing up at that time as well. So in, until that point, were you uh, conscious of your own intuition? Was, was that a word that you used? No, <laughs> no. Like I, I was, I was this kid from Wyoming. I was into sports and dirt bikes and, and even with chiropractic, there's a very intuitive side of, you know, there's muscle testing and there's all these things that are done I was like the extreme opposite, like total research driven, total, you know, can it be proven? Is there data? Um, yeah. So like until I would say this spiritual awakening happened, there was not a part of my life that was any of that. So in, in hindsight, with, with you losing everything, what 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 do you what what was the trigger? What was the opening? Was it you lost so much that like you gave up trying to be in charge or, or what, what do you think it was? Yeah, I think there was a crack that was created there. And, and as we're talking about, it, there were all those things that are in motion. And um, and I would say the last thing that pushed it over the edge, and I, it's interesting, I don't always share this piece, but the way you're asking the question necessitates it. All those things were happening. All this stuff was opening up. And then after the auto accident, after the relationship, after you know thinking I was going to lose the business, I end up meeting this new friend. And he's like, yeah, do you want to do a mushroom ceremony, right? And that I said yes to, and that would be the thing that probably opened up the dam. Like all the other stuff was moving before that, but after that, things really opened up and 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 shifted from that point. So you're following synchronicities, listening to yourself, your inner wisdom more and more, and then that was the big action that changed things. That was a big action. And if I'm being honest, like... um yeah, he gave me a plate of mushrooms. As a doctor, I knew it couldn't kill me. As as a guy that had, you know, 
maybe done mushrooms two or three times. I was like, oh, that's enough to feed a rugby team, but that's going to be my portion. And so it was definitely a heroic dose. And it, from there, things just like I had this insatiable uh, curiosity about all these things. And so that's, you know, really what was then driving me to, to Barnes and Noble and YouTube and, and Google searches. So. Yeah. It's funny. So I've, first discovered energy work in like 2008 and my first training was in 2010 and it was in Colorado. And mm. I remember flying out and being in Boulder, Colorado and seeing signs that said energy work. And I was like, Oh my God, what sort of like mystical place is this? I've never seen that before. So I often talk about how, you know, there was a time when chiropractic was seen as very fringe and now there's a chiropractor on like every street corner and a yoga studio in every street corner. And it's getting more and more like energy work is being that prevalent too. But yeah, do you find that? Absolutely. Well, and when I had my spiritual awakening, because uh, you and I talked about this earlier, I believe you were in Boulder with uh, with that couple doing the training. Yeah. I was about an hour north in Fort Collins, and it was so awesome. Like I wake up spiritually, and all of a sudden there was this thing. It was uh, evenings with extraordinary people that this woman was putting on up here, and so like Alan Cohen, uh, Sonia Choquette, like uh, uh, Donna, oh my God, the Donna Virtue, the Angel Woman, like all these, you know, massive spiritual speakers are coming up and doing these speaking events right where I'm living. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this woman I met at the art store is also a shamanic healer. And oh, the the guy that I went to for counseling also does dream work and takes people to Peru for medicine ceremonies. And like, it was like, it was how I used to describe it. Imagine walking through like a, a toy store but you're just looking down at the tile. And at a certain point you look up and you're like, Oh my God, this entire store is filled full of toys. Right? Like I just lucked out, I think in many ways. And I woke up in a place where there was just a lot of it. So it was super supported. And, and I do agree, like, you know, even speaking about the medicine stuff, I've been hesitant about that for 15 years because it was very fringe and I never wanted People be like, oh, he's not a, a good doctor because he's he's reckless with these other things. But the reality is like everybody's talking about medicine now. Everybody's talking about the benefits of meditation and everybody's, you know, learning about all the benefits of these things that, you know, for thousands of years have worked. And we've just, you know, thought ourselves to a place where we didn't didn't believe in them. Right. So yeah, it's always struck me that that things that are new age are really ancient. And we're yeah. just rediscovering them. And so, uh, plenty of the new age things that don't really work or aren't consistent. It's because s someone found something ancient and then twisted the translation or, you know, it's kind of it's it's half-assed using of some ancient wisdom or tools and stuff. But, yeah. but uh, so you talk you mentioned intuition a lot. And can you give a definition like how how would you tell the kid in Wyoming what, what intuition is now? I think we all have experiences with these, you know, and so it's that you have the idea that somebody's looking at you and you turn around and make eye contact with them. Or you're like, yeah, what's Steve been up to? I haven't talked to that dude in a decade and the phone rings. And of course it's Steve or, you know, there's just all these things that come in that we, we don't really know how we know it, but it shows up in our mind anyway. Um, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of the best business people out there, right. They have a gut instinct or, you know, you'll even meet somebody and you're like, yeah, I met them. I got in relationship with them for a few years, but 
you'll remember back to initially meeting them and having that intuition of why you shouldn't move ahead that you usually push aside or ignore for whatever whatever reason. So yeah, I think we all have these and and it's just about how do we how do we combine a good solid you know level of intelligence and common sense, but also blend in intuition to really create you know synergy and momentum and ease and grace. Yeah. Yeah. I find that a lot of men they might poo-poo away that intuition word, but they they will, oh, they will they'll own their instincts. They'll own I just know things, you know, insights, but somehow that word, you know, the uh, like many words for for no real reason that uh have has gotten more of a I guess more of a feminine slant applied to it, perhaps it makes men not want to own their intuition. But yeah, that hunch, the gut instinct, all all those things that yeah, the most successful people do recognize them. Yeah, well, and you know, and if we were to be honest about it, I do believe energetically both we have masculine and feminine within inside of us, you know, within us. Um, I do believe intuition is more of that magnetic or feminine part of information coming in. You know, and let's talk about the the toughest dude on the rugby field. He intuitively knows how to be where nobody else is to make that tackle. You know, who the best, you know, macho, you know, I'm from Colorado, Wyoming, kind of Montana area. The best male hunter in the area uses an intuition to know where that animal is going to be at. Like there's all these things we can label as super macho masculine activities, but the people that are good at it, it's because they're tapped into something that's not just thought right it's not just knowledge yeah and it, it's that feeling it's a sensation that's beyond the five senses it, mm-hmm. that, that inner wisdom that knowing the synchronicities and it isn't until you're conscious of them it's easy just ignoring poo-poo or just think oh i'm I'm lucky or i'm not lucky like i you know yeah. um, but you know i i've come to believe like we we create our luck yeah and and yeah and i find that the the more i listened to my intuition the stronger it got yeah I really, when I'm, you know, speaking from stage, I describe it as a muscle, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's intuition or courage or whatever it is. Like when I first started waking up spiritually, I would get that intuitive hit, like, oh, grab your umbrella. And I would ignore it because it's Colorado and it's like 300 days of sunshine out here. And then I would get rained on later that day. And I'm like, oh, it's tiny, but this intuition gave me a hint. And, and I was doing construction. I was remodeling a house at that time. And there would be all these hints about what tool I needed or didn't need. And so I had all these little like, you know, who cares if you have to walk back to the garage two or three times, really. But I had all these little ways of really testing and developing my intuition that then once you do that, I think it's like trust, right? You're not going to give three ice cream scoops to a kid that can't even keep one ice cream scoop on a cone, right? And so as we develop those smaller levels of trust and action, then I think the things get bigger and it might turn into an investment or a, a move across the country or, you know, something with, with more uh, repercussion. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, especially in, in the beginning, as you're trying to discern, discern what's your intuition and what's not, I, I always find my, my intuition is like the softest voice. Yeah. And and the ego is like, you suck. And like the ego, the negative talk I have is like loud and, and clear. And the intuition is soft, like almost trying to, hey, over here, you know, that whisper yeah. on your shoulder sort of a thing. It is a whisper. Well, and I wonder, you know, and I don't, to be honest, I don't even know how much of this your listeners know, because you and I had a, a conversation last year. And so I know how intuitive you are. And, and for me, I feel like, like meditation is almost that thing that combines because 
I need to keep my mind quiet enough that it hears those whispers, right? Like if, if I have that inner dialogue going so heavy, there's almost no space. And it's like that quiet friend, you need to, to be quiet long enough. There needs to be a pause in the conversation for them to, to share. Cool. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, what are some ways to, to cultivate or strengthen your intuition? So some of we've already hit uh, meditation is one. I, I think meditation is one. I also think, um, I think we're asleep a third of our lives. You know, if you're sleeping eight hours a night, that's one third of your life. I kind of think that's the most egoic free place for the universe to communicate with us or our ancestors or our higher self, or even just our unconscious mind, right? Whatever. I don't have attachment about where that information comes from. And if you think about dreams, like uh, Albert Einstein's theory of relativity came from dreams, uh, beginning of organic chemistry started there, designed for the sewing machine, like there's so many things. So I think first thing in the morning, just waking up and and having like some type of uh, dream journaling process is a really great way to let things in. Um, I'm also a big fan of like walks in nature and nature could mean, you know, I used to walk through downtown Seattle. There's not many green alive things there, but it was about getting outside, you know, no earbuds, no conversation, no dog, no friend, no, you know, no audio book, no podcast, but just open space to allow the universe to, to find that way. in. so dreams and simply just being outside walking with, with no set purpose, yeah. I think are a couple of the, the great ways to let that come in. Yeah. Being, like I used to always need background noise, loud music, TV was always on. And now I'm like, I found myself driving around for hours and like, oh, in silence. I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I'm so used to the silence. I forgot it was there, but that's when my intuition can be like loudest and clearest. And yeah, totally. that time in nature and yeah, not, not continuing to fill our minds with new input lets everything we already know kind of rise up and be clearer to us. Yeah. I, I ended up on this like 10 hour road trip, like five hours each direction uh, a couple months ago. And it ended up being for not like the reason I went over there ended up not happening, but the road trip itself was so good. I'm like, I need to go on like one road trip a month just for creative space. Like it's awesome. Same with the shower, you know, just those spaces where there's room and time and you know, they're open. Intuition is one way and clarifying it, strengthening it is one way you help people discover their greatness. Uh, what, what are some other keys to, to someone really creating their, their best life? That is one way. And I think there's a few different frameworks I use. One is um, clarity, courage, inspired action. So clarity is that intuitive piece. And usually if you ask somebody like, yeah, what's the one thing you need to start or stop doing in this area of your life? We all know what that thing is. The next piece is building courage so that you can, you know, take that into action. And then the third part of that is how do you stay in sustainable action? And, you know, I'm a certified high performance coach to make sure I can help people keep their energy up, keep their, you know, their clarity, their productivity, like those really grounded functional aspects of doing whatever is most important for you. You know, so that's one framework I look at. And another framework is past, present, future, right? Like if our past is guiding us, you mentioned with men, like, oh, if it's called that word, I'm not going to do it because it's not masculine. Like if we can let go of anything from our past, that's, you know, you think about parents, like I'm definitely going to do what my parents do because I'm a good boy, right? Well, that creates a lack of freedom. Or if you're like, I'm never going to do that thing that my parents did because, because I'm a rebel and F them. 
Well, that also can, you know, creates a constraint. So we really need to get free from the past so that we can get super focused in the present. It's the only place we can take action, right? It's the only place we can experience the good or the bad that life has for us. And then how do we, you know, create a plan for the future? And some of that's how do we want it to feel? It might be a dream board, you know, it can be a lot more esoteric, but also how do we set goals that actually get us there? So it's not just a wish and a dream, but it's actually something that we're uh, actively constructing, you know, and then, you know, partnering with the universe to make that as easy and expedient as we can. Yeah. Cool. And I, mean, I love that you mentioned clarity because clarity was something I used to use as a crutch. Well, I'm not, I'm not clear on how to do that, so I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, but but I find that like it's it's my actions that create clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think people and do this is me as well. And I think I've had some friends that you know really instilled like ready fire aim, mm. right? They've instilled you know a hundred percent accuracy on ten things is ten things. If you shoot for a C average on a hundred things, that's seventy things. Right. So there was a piece about action. And I think people think clarity is like, I need to know every turn, every stop, every pothole between here and Nebraska for me to drive east. And the reality is, you know, I think clarity is more like a verb. It's an action. Right. Clarity happens one step at a time, no matter how big or small the thing is that we're moving towards. And I also, you know, like the quote from The Alchemist, I really believe the universe is conspiring in our favor but it can't help us unless we take action. For years, I thought I can't meditate. I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit cross-legged on a mountain. That's nonsense. You know? And so yeah. we, we all have these uh, distorted visions of, or versions of what something is until we try it. Yeah. Um, and then I found, Oh, I can meditate. Oh, and now I actually like it. Oh, it's fun. Oh, it brings me benefits. Wow. This is, this is really cool. I'll keep doing it. And so that's where I got cleared in what meditation really is and how it can serve me. But, you know, time and time again, if I see people that have a spiritual awakening and they'll just like, I'm just a spiritual being now. And and they stop taking action. I'm like, no, we're, we're, we're both like we're, yeah. we're spiritual beings here having a physical experience. You, if you do, if you try to just do one or the other, I find that you really have a, a really dysfunctional life. Totally. Well, and my, one of my biggest spiritual teachers was like, yeah, like if there's a lack of abundance in life, whether it's abundance of relationships, finances, whatever it is, it's being too far in one or the other. And I would say, you know, if we got like a couple in a car, the man's driving, right? That's the masculine action piece. The woman's the one that will actually ask for and listen to directions, right? And so if if they work together, they're going to get places. But if one or the other is totally in control, like, yeah, nothing happens. And so that that loop of, you know, clarity, courage, inspired action, which is really just listen and then step, that also needs to wrap back around the other way because sometimes we'll get clarity and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be this thing. And a decade later, the universe has a different plan for you, you know, but you stopped listening and you got so into action was, which may have been the right action at the time. But, you know, this is an ever evolving universe. Like there's a reason there's no more blockbuster video, right? Like because the world changes. And so I think listening and stepping in equal balance is the answer to most of the places that we're stuck. Yep. Yep. I, I, I totally agree. You know, the, the one constant in this life is change. Yeah. And when you can get, you know, I, I, I'd probably be lying if I say, I always look forward to change, 
but at least I can be comfortable with change, expect it, be more resilient in the face of change. Because um, I find when 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 you have your clarity, when you take inspired action, most change is for your benefit. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's and I've been working on this lately as well. Because I, you know, I I was in Seattle for a decade. Life was good and easy, and I was doing personal growth work, and I had growth edges, but it was things were pretty well taken care of. And I moved back to Colorado like uh, a couple of years ago. And I'm like, Oh, I got to get my income up. I got to get this new business built. And the thing I've really been working on is like, you know, if you and I were going to go on this, this beautiful hike in Colorado, 99% of it is just hiking, right? Like 1% of the actual day is us standing at that peak, looking at whatever vista it is that we've hiked to. And I think we forget about that in life. We want to be somewhere so desperately that we're not enjoying like, oh, I launched this thing and it didn't work. Let's get curious and figure out why and do it differently. Or, you know, I should have as much fun doing the podcast interview as I do with anything positive that may come from it. Right. And just how do you enjoy the journey and the experience? You've, you've said it multiple times here, curiosity is, is so key. And and no. I used to fall into the trap of, you know, things are right and wrong, it's good or bad. And like, I I, I nailed it or I fucked it up. Like, ah, there's, there, you know, there, there's no curiosity. There's, there's no learning. There's no growth. There's no enjoying the journey, which that's really what life's about. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I have to really use these like dumbed down analogies. Like I loved playing rugby, right? I loved hitting people. I loved football as well. And, you know, there's times where I'm like, oh, this didn't work. I want to get all distraught. And I'm like, dude, like, what would rugby Morgan do? You know, so I also like kind of leaning into a little healthy ego as well. Like, you know, or if if I want to be the best person in relationship that I possibly can, like egoically, I'm the best, you know, fiance or husband on the planet. Like, what would he do? You know, and then not get hurt about the the setbacks and the stumbles and the times you get tackled instead of actually tackling somebody else. Like, yeah, just enjoy those as part of the game and, and have it be like, yeah, cool. You know, how, how I do that is how I do this. And so, yeah, let's just keep rolling. Morgan, I wonder if, if, if there's a, a, a habit, a practice, a, a book that, that helped you a lot that you would like others to know about. Well, the book, my favorite book, I just bought it for a nephew a couple of days ago, the alchemist been my lifetime favorite book. I'll read it like once a year. I always wonder where I'm at in my own journey, you know? So I think that's a, that's a good one that just always motivates me. Uh, as far as a habit, we're, we're all too busy. We're all too busy. And when we're too busy, there's no room for inspiration. There's no room for ahas, epiphanies. To be honest, there's not even much room for enjoyment. So, you know, if I was to share one thing, it would be find some places to slow down. You know, I really value my sleep and I've never considered myself a morning person. But months ago, I started getting up at 5 a.m. again because I wasn't getting enough nature time. And so I would go out to nature. I get to watch the stars. So I'm kind of getting fed by the stars. I'm getting fed by nature you know, and then I come back to the house and my girlfriend wakes up, my my fiance now we just got engaged. And, and then we start the rest of our day together, but I'm willing to lose that hour of sleep to have that quiet space and that thing that's going to feed me. So for everybody that might be listening, I would say, Hey, what's, what's that thing that you already knows that know that feeds you and build that back into your life. Because I do believe those things 
strengthen our business, our health, our relationship, you know, career, all, all the things that we say are important that we'll dump a ton of time towards cross training for that is usually slowing down and allowing some space. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Especially again, we're, we're in January and I often find, you know, I've, I've never been someone to get caught up in, in uh, new year's resolutions and such, but you know, certainly if you're planning and you're you know, making uh, setting goals for the year, it's fluid, like most things you're talking about. So yeah. I like I, I do, uh, I created a vision board this year and I'll use all January to see, is that still out? You know, it won't just be, oh no, I put it up there. It has to stay there. Like what feels right? What moves around? What, oh, something in February, I find something, oh, I'm really called to this thing. All right, down goes that picture, up comes this new thing. And, yeah. and again, that's something that I used to make fun of and thought was ridiculous. Like so many of my daily habits are things that I mocked ruthlessly <laughs> until I did them. Oh and yeah. I had a positive experience. So yeah, I would really invite and encourage people, um, drop the old story. Like I, like you, I was like, oh, I was a night owl. I'm not a morning person now. Yeah, I'm without an alarm. I'm waking up 5, 5.30, 6 a.m. If I sleep till 6.30, that's a late sleep for me now. I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, when did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> this is not something I ever was looking for, but it's allowing life to drive the show instead of the ego. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, that's a, it's a lot of work. I think to let go, that's that past piece, right? Yeah. Oh, if I'm going to be macho, here's what that means. If I'm going to be whatever. And I like just the idea of adopting something that better serves us. You know, I like that statement, like, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Do you want to be wealthy or do you want to be right? Like there's all these things. And, you know, and I think usually if we can let go of those, that rigidity, it'll be something that I'm like, oh, like literally something I've been resistant to is working with AI in my business, which I have my reasons for. And also like it, I know how it makes things easier. And I heard about this AI program yesterday and then it showed up twice today and not like, because Facebook's listening or something like that. But but it showed up in these very organic ways. And I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe I should take a look at that. And in all of our lives, you know, I think if we can be quiet a little bit, we'll notice that there's been some things that have been knocking on our door for a while. And yeah, maybe that's the thing for us, or maybe it's a gateway thing to the the next thing that's waiting. So 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 while we're at the dawn of, of 2023. I, I wonder, does anything stand out for you that you are looking forward to? Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm redoing systems. You know, I I built things a certain way in Seattle for a decade and got too busy. It was difficult to keep up with. And so I've been kind of in this ramp up phase for the last year and a half. And now I'm like, okay, let's hire a VA. Let's get some better systems. Um, I had a podcast. I got like 33 episodes in, 32 episodes and then I just was overwhelmed. And I love having these conversations on either side of the microphone. I just love uh, the podcast conversation. And so I'm like, okay, how do I build up my life so I can reintroduce a podcast? Um, I'm working directly with men now, which is new in the last like three to four months, because um, I think we really need the work. And um, there's just so much opportunity for growth and healing for all of us. Uh, and then the last thing, I've taken all these like magical trips to Central and South America. And I'm taking my first group of men down to Mexico in February. So I'll get to be teaching what I want to learn, you know, creating what I want to experience. And, and I know that'll only grow from there. So. Awesome. Well, that's a lot to look forward to and be excited for. 
a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, congratulations and uh, wish you nothing but success in all of those and more. Uh, Morgan, what's the best way for people to to reach out, learn more about everything you're up to? Probably the best way, uh, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Dr. Morgan Oaks. O-A-K-S. And that's my also my website, drmorganoaks.com. And I would say, you know, if people have a question, if people, you know, need to support, if people don't know what the next step is for them, a majority of my conversations are like, hey, here's what I might suggest. And people go back out to the world and do what they need to. I, I love being a resource. And I feel like those are my touch points to create positive change, even if it isn't a business connection. It's me, you know, supporting somebody else, just like I've been supported. So cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, uh, your insight, your awareness, your growth and your service and support with, with others. Cause that's what the world needs more of. Awesome. Well, dude, when you and I connected last year, just appreciate your joy and, and your honesty and yeah, what you're doing is really important. So just grateful to be on the show. Grateful to know you. Thanks again, Morgan. Thanks again for everyone joining and listening to us today. Wherever you're discovering Real Men Feel, please subscribe, follow, like, share, do whatever the thing is that you can do on the platform you're listening. Uh, you can reach out to me all the time uh, via email. It still works. Realmenfeel at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And if you want to explore making this the best year of your life so far, uh, book a clarity call with me. Let's have a conversation. Not a show, just a conversation. And until next time, be good to yourself and make it a great year.